So much of what we want to be about as a church is, is Dayton, we are for you. You know, churches are known so often for what they're against, and we want to, be, to Dayton to know that Southbrook exists. We want our neighbors to know that we are for you, and we want to bring heaven to earth through us. And that's what the City Lights Initiative is really all about. It's about bringing heaven to earth through our regions. And, and I, one guy said, you know, I don't need City Lights. I don't need that. My church is in this building. Well, then if that's the case, this church in this building is failing you. If you don't understand that, it's what about we do, it's what we do about out there, not in here. Be, in here, this is like, that would be like a football team going, we, we're terrible, but we have great pregame meetings. We have great plans. For years, that was called the Cleveland Browns. That's what that was called, <laughs> right? Well, this is Browns fans. No, we have, we're good this year. We're good this year. We've had great camp. We're good this year. And, and we, we don't want to be the Cleveland Browns of church pre this year, right? Well, that's not what we want to be. We want to be a church that says, our neighbors say, or all around us, I'm so thankful that church exists. And that's what City Lights is about. And today I am so excited because we're going to pray over the West region, but particularly Germantown. And uh, for those of you who don't know this, where I was raised in Ohio was the exact Germantown. When I go through Germantown, uh, it's, oh my gosh, this is where I was raised. Uh, it's Valley View Schools. I went to Licking Valley High School, uh, you know, which, which there's no more redneck name for a school than Licking Valley. I mean, that's as redneck as it gets. Where I grew up, the men are men and the women are too. And, and, uh, and they have shotguns in the back of their truck. And I'm no kidding, our homecoming queen put a, a, a pinch uh, in between her. Cheek and gum, okay? I mean, that's our homecoming queen. So, so I just get so excited, but on a much more serious level, about people like Devin Stoutenborough and Digger Phillips. Southbrook, would you welcome these two city pastors for Germantown up here? We're going to have the privilege of praying into eternity. Thank you so much, guys. We wish I had time for them to just tell you what they're about and one of the things we're trying to do is respect time, but these two grew up together, went to school together, played soccer together, and now they are co-laborers in a chaotic movement. That's what, that's what City Lights is. It's chaos and order, and that's what the kingdom of heaven is on earth. It's chaos and order, and the spirit uh, really brings both. And, and um, the thing about Germantown, as many of you know, is, is Places like that 60, 70 years ago would have never dreamed that the drug problem would be as bad as it is in Germantown. Yeah. And I know that because of where I grew up. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? These bucolic settings, Germantown, were, you know, back in the day, not a blade of grass was out of place in Germantown. And now the, the opioid deal has hit us at this church there, through Germantown. Personally, we've lost beloved. And I just get so excited that men and women like Digger and Devin are saying, here, my Lord, send me. And they, you know, they're not about what just goes on in here in our pregame meeting. They're about what can we do out there to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So will you have the privilege right now, take the privilege of joining me to pray into eternity the echo of this prayer being felt and seen in Germantown, Ohio. Southbrook, pray with us right now. 
Father, we lift up Dig and we lift up Devin and we pray over their families that you'll prosper them and, and, and preserve their health and vitality. They have so much to give. They have so much they want to give. And I pray that you anoint their eyes, their hands, their feet. In the whole West region, led by Stephanie Singer and, and with Beth Matthews and Steve Hold, the whole team, but particularly we pray that, that years from now we'll look back and people will go, oh my gosh, it was that prayer I was a part of that made that happen in these lives in Germantown. And I was a part of that prayer and we got to see what happened as heaven moved at our praying. You said in your word that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And if you hear us, we have what we ask of you. And in other words, you said that prayer often is us aligning ourselves with your desire. And we have the keys of the kingdom to unleash heaven on earth. And I pray that as we join together, the hundreds of us here and watching online, we are in agreement that we want to see that happen through people like Dig and Dev and, and their families and the people saying, here we are, God, use us. Use us to bring the kingdom of the heavens to a hurting earth. In Jesus' character, everyone who wanted this prayed and said with us, amen. Let's give it up for Digger and Devin and the team. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I had one of those weeks that was just so rich with the movement of God. You know, we, we, I'm going to do a series on this some point, moments, movements, and miracles. That's where God works. We often call movements of God miracles. Miracles are very rare. They're the, when God suspends natural law. Movements happen pretty frequently, and, and moments happen all the time. That's what Laura was speaking of when she said, don't miss the moments. They happen every day where God shows up. And it may be in the drop of a rain or the singing of a bird or something, and God shows up. And I had one of those weeks that God moved, and it was hard. And I'm, I'm hungering for heaven today. Anybody with me today? Like, I'm, okay, anytime, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Okay, I'm, I'm good to go. You know, I'm Stephen, uh, I mentioned last week, Steve Miller's jetliner. Jetliner, baby. Let's just get it on the runway, and let's go. Um, and, and that's, that's okay. Have you ever seen a fish in an aquarium and that fish may have food, that may fish have, may have clean water, but it's bumping up against the aquarium because it wasn't made for the aquarium. It was meant to swim. And it may have the fancy little, you know, rock ceramic cave and it may have all the toys, but it wasn't meant for an aquarium. And it has, a, it has an instinct that says there's more. We're finishing Revelation today, and I want you to know this is why you bump your nose up against the aquarium every once in a while. This is why, because you were made for more. And of all the things that Revelation says, it says you were made for more. There's more. There's more. It's the Jinsu knife commercial. But wait, there's more. You know, and, and you are. You're made for more than this earth can give. The, in 2 Corinthians 5.2, Paul said, we groan longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. We groan. Anybody groaning today? I got a week where I was so rich, but I'm, I literally was praying through groans this week. I didn't even have words to give to some things. And maybe you're there today. Max Lucado, the writer, said, unhappiness on earth cultivates a hunger for heaven. It's tragic to settle for the aquarium, to settle for earth, to be content in a strange land. Sometimes we're not happy here because we're not supposed to be happy here. You will have moments of joy and peace, but they simply don't compare to the happiness that lies ahead. They simply don't compare. 
That's why those who say, I just want my life I have now, it is only saying that you've had a really good life right now, but it doesn't compare. You're still living in an aquarium. And John gives us these images of, there's more, there's more. And he says, then I looked, Revelation 14, 1, and there before me was the lamb standing on Mount Zion, which was symbolic of the presence of God. The, the lamb was the sacrificial lamb, Jesus, in the midst of God's presence. And with him, 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. No, they don't have the mind of the beast. You know, they're not marked with the thinking patterns of the beast. They're marked with the thinking patterns of the father. He has given them a new heart and a new mind. He's written their law of love upon their hearts. And and he gives this picture of 144,000. Now, by now, you know that it's not literally only 144,000 who are making the cut. I know one particular movement of of faith boils it down to that. Out of the billions and billions of people who've lived, only 144,000 are going to be there. Anybody else nervous about the cut line, if that's the case? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm not making it. If it's that cut line, no. What is 144,000 a factor of? What is it that's important to Israel? 12. So it's 12 was the complete people of God, the 12 tribes and the 12 apostles. And it's 12 times 1,000. 12 times 12 times 1,000. It's, it's like this, this is symbolic of the representation of people who have been completed and are complete in their happiness and complete in their reality. They, they have God written on their being. And after this, I looked, and there before me, he says, was a great multitude that no one could count. So literally, he just goes right there and says, it's not literally 140 or 1,000, because this is, no one can count. This is an infinite number. How many of you... I've ever heard someone say, I've had this said to me, boy, I like your church. There's just too many people there. I just couldn't attend a church with that many people. And sometimes my response is, well, you know, the Bible tells us that in heaven there's going to be a number no one can count. I don't think you're going to get there and go, there's just too many people here. Is there someplace else I can go forever? <laughs> you know, I don't think you're going to do that. And every time we get together, remember this, every time we get together, and there are going to be no masks in heaven, I'm pretty sure. And every time we get together and we worship and we praise and we serve out in Germantown and in here, we are mimicking what? We're mimicking. We're, we're, we're giving a little deposit of the community that is a great multitude. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. Many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. You know the way. What's the way? Jesus is the way. And he says, I have provided the way. You couldn't earn it on your own. I provided that for you through my lamb sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. But this is exciting because John echoes this. This is his gospel, but in his revelation, he echoes this by, by, by there's, this, there's this reality that is expansive. It's like this mansion that has endless rooms. It's just a symbol. It's a figure, but there are rooms for you. How many of you maybe have, like me, I've never been to Hawaii, but I've seen pictures. Wow. Wow. And this is exciting because I'm going to tell you something that you're going to be so glad you came and you heard this right now. I'm about to blow you away with my depth. Okay? Here's the understatement of the year. Heaven is a reality to look forward to. Whoa, is that amazing or what? 
Why do I say that? It's because a lot of people say, oh, okay, harps and golden sashed white robes on clouds. I guess I'll do that because the alternative is not very good. But that's not heaven. Some of those images are used to symbolize some realities deeper than the literal image itself. But the Apostle Paul, who had some inklings of heaven, he actually tells in 2 Corinthians 12 of he was given his own vision. Do you know that? Of the third heaven. And he said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. None. Like you... Like John is grasping. Imagine trying to explain an iPhone to someone living in 1823. Like, so John's trying to describe something like he has, he's using this language to describe the inexpressible, the undescribable. And in it, he tells us some things. And last week, I gave you four things about heaven that were way beyond wallpaper and carpet. It's about deeper realities than that. And here are a few more today. One is your body will be perfectly rested and restored. How many of you, heaven's worth it right there. Right there, give me nothing else. I'm going on a heavencation for 10,000 years. That's the first thing I'm gonna do. And this is really exciting because I, I, I've spoken to this usually with someone who's very faithful for many years at a funeral. When I've done funerals, I've often used this text that I'm gonna show you because, you know, uh, Wilma was faithful for so long. And then I'll read this from Revelation 14, 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their service, from their labor, for their deeds will follow them too, by the way. Their deeds will follow them. Like you don't, you don't, when you die, you don't, you, to be asking with the body is to be present with the Lord, but you don't get your full reward. Why? Because your deeds will follow you. There are deeds out there in the ocean of life that haven't come to shore yet of your life, your impact. But your first reality will be, whew, do that with me. Like, just do a deep breath right now. Just, you have, some of you haven't done this all week long. It's been that kind of week. Just, <sighs> isn't that good? You know, isn't that good that we'll, we'll rest any of you with me, I'm soul fatigued. That's part of, you know, we're just, you get soul fatigued. And it sounds like virtuous to say that, oh, I'm working so hard that uh, I'm tired and the rest of you aren't. But sometimes we do. Things like COVID make us soul fatigued. We're dealing with stuff that, and have you noticed people are crazy out there? Have you noticed that? They're like they're nut jobs out there. There's nobody's rational. The, the frontal lobe has been removed from all Americans. I swear it has. And, uh, it's really interesting here that he says rest. If you're, if, if you're raising kids right now and you have high school and middle schoolers, you, don't you just love this? Someday you're going to get rest. Yeah, yeah, you know what's coming, big guy. Yeah, you know what's coming. I'm going to torture those two people until, that are holding me right now. But it's really exciting. Not only will we rest, but we'll be restored. And so Jesus... Jesus, I'll show in a minute the scripture, Jesus was, uh, his body was different, yet the same. They recognized him, but he was different. And, and so that was the post-resurrection Jesus. He ate, he fished, and, and we're going to be restored. And that is a beautiful thing to think about. That, that Here's the way Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 15. The body that is sown is perishable. It gets tired, it gets diseased, but it's going to be raised imperishable. 
It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown in natural body, it is raised in spiritual body. We teach the kids in player's box to do the Wonder Woman or the Superman pose, which is literally, if you do this for three minutes, sends energy to your body, you know that? It does. And we're just gonna walk around in heaven like this. (laughs) I'm imperishable. I'm imperishable. God has told me that I'm going to be a 6'11 shooting guard with a 45-inch vertical uh, in heaven. That's what he's told me. That'll be, isn't that exciting to know that you know, the, 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 the men's and women's choir at a church had a song, and the women's part was, we shall all have new bodies, and the men's part was, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just that we're going to have new bodies. That's, I don't understand that, but it's a, it's, 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 he compares it to like an acorn goes in the ground, but an acorn, wow, it becomes an oak tree. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? And people ravaged by cancer and, oh man, new bodies. The earth will be perfectly reconnected to heaven. Anybody give me an amen on that? The work we've started on earth through things like city lights will be done. We're just doing the preparatory work, right? of connecting heaven to earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any, what does it say? Sea, to the Jew, sea was separation from God. Sea was turbulence and unpredictability. So the sea always represented the uncertainty. Who would want to fall into the heart of the sea? Who wanted to be separated from their loved ones by the sea? Nobody wanted that because it, it was unsafe. The sea was unsafe and no more sea. Now, no chasm between heaven and earth. Now, the, the temple, Jesus said, I am the temple. I am the intermediary between heaven and earth. Now, we are his body, the church. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that will be a completion of that joining together. People think that we're going to go up there. Actually, heaven's coming here. Come on, heaven. Heaven's coming here, and you're going to see a new heaven and a new earth. Anybody excited about that? Uh, Here's the understatement of the year. That's a reality to look forward to. Matter of fact, in Romans 8, Paul said, this creation is groaning, waiting its redemption. This creation gets things like viruses and pandemics and cancer and dementia and and gets, gets groaning. Even the best, most beautiful places in our creation are groaning. It's gonna be restored and the perfect joining of heaven and earth. Your relationships will be wholly and fully reconciled. This is why if you don't want to forgive and you don't want to ever reconcile, you are, you are really missing what heaven's about. Because in heaven, it'll be the completion of the ministry we've been given. Do you know what sets Christ's movement apart from every other faith in the world? It's grace. It's great. That's it. Like what, there's only one way we're different from every other faith in the world, and it's grace. And that's why Paul says in, in, to the Corinthian church, he has given us this ministry of reconciliation. To be a follower of Jesus at our core is to do what he did, make the two one. Do the best that you can on your side of the street to make the two one. And in heaven, look what this says. I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, every tribe, people, and language standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. And the picture there is symbolic of no lines. No lines. Listen to me. Everybody ready? No Democrats, no Republican lines in heaven. Anybody, anybody excited about that? That Democrat, Republican, that'll be hell. That'll, that's what that's what hell will be. But no, 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 no party lines, no no lines. You know, speaking of lines, I did something this week that was amazing. 
Do you know how God sends some things into your life just to let you know where you are and where opposed to where you used to be? I run into one the Kroger Cafe here nearby. I was having a, a, a coffee with my friend John Hitchens, and he, there's, he, there's nobody, nobody's in line. So I think, I'll just run to the restroom real quick, and I'll come back. And when I came back, there was a lady that was in front of me, and she was ordering, I kid you not, 14 drinks. <laughs> she had four carriers. She had to get a cart for her Starbucks order. That is hell, my friends. You're just behind. Like, there, there'll be those lines in hell. I just want you to know, you don't want to go to that place where there's just people in front of you ordering drinks. Uh, Makalati carnivore, you know, tea. You know, what? Yeah. Look at these words. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. This is so exciting because Jesus is the first off the assembly line. First off the assembly line. The truth is, it says in the Message Bible translation that, that Christ has been raised up, the first in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries. There's going to be this resurrected reality. And in this new reality, all those divisions we had here just won't matter. Well, you want to bring heaven to earth? Don't let those matter now. You want to bring heaven to earth? Would that be heaven on earth in America right now if we just stopped being so crazy about things? That would be heaven on, we'd be bringing heaven to earth. It, you can do that because you're a new person who's been brought out of the cemetery. Your knowledge will be continually increased. This is exciting. I'll give you a verse and then I'll give you an image from Revelation. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, that famous passage, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. That doesn't mean literal omniscience, like you're going to be God. It doesn't mean that. What it means is, is there's going to be a, I had a professor in college who said, when you see me in heaven, you're going to see I have a flat forehead. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Oh my, he said, I'm just going to go like this continually. Because, look at these words, the, the part of the imagery of chapter 21 and the unveiling of the tree every season is a gradual unveiling. This is really exciting. And I haven't read much from the Message Bible during this series, but this is Revelation 22 from the Message Bible. Then the angel showed me water of life river, crystal bright. It flowed from the throne of God and the Lamb. All source of life comes from that throne. Right down the middle of the street, the tree of life was planted on each side of the river, producing 12 kinds of fruit. What does 12 mean? The complete people of God. So these trees are representing the people of God, a ripe fruit each month. Exciting thing about heaven, it's not going to be Groundhog Day where you're just like, okay, we did this yesterday. No, it's going to be this unveiling like new seasons, new seasons. Have you not seen Groundhog Day with Phil Connors? Have you not seen Phil Connors? Gosh. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Now, this is going to go with something a little bit later. But when we are in heaven, it won't just be like this complete thing has happened. It'll be the healing that takes place. It'll be a part of that unveiling experience of knowledge. Never again will anything be cursed. The throne of God and of the Lamb is at the center. His servants will offer God's service. You see that? You know you're going to, be, you're going to find, if you haven't found it, you're going to find your true vocation in heaven. If you haven't already found it. Mine is marine biology. I just know that in heaven I'm going to be a marine biologist. His servants will offer God's service. Worshiping, they'll look on his face, their foreheads mirroring God. Never again will there be any night. No one will need lamplight or sunlight. The shining God, the master, is all the light anyone needs, and they will rule with him age after age after age. Anyone ever told you that? You're going to be a priest with God. You're going to be serving him. And you're going to, you're going to say, hey, Jesus, 
The Alps still haven't been fully restored, the Swiss Alps. They're still kind of struggling a little bit compared to everything else. Do you want me to go work on the Swiss Alps a little bit? It's going to be amazing. As we join with him, what did he say to Adam and Eve in the garden? He said, now you, you go and you have dominion over the earth. It's going to get reversed right back to that. It's so cool. That's why when we take care of the earth, we're, we're doing heaven work. That's what we're doing when we take care of the earth. Not because of some political agenda, because we're doing what heaven's going to be about. Anybody excited about this one? Your happiness will be perpetually renewed. It won't be. How many of you ever bought that new car and was like, this is awesome. Just like, this smells new. I'm convinced that the tree of life smells like a new car. I'm just convinced of it. Aren't you like, oh, a new car smell. And then after a year, yeah, yeah, you just want to get a new car. And it's, no, it's this, there's just going to be this perpetual renewal of happiness. I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. And there is people. He's their God. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears gone. Crying gone. Pain gone. All the order, old order, first order of things gone. The enthroned continued. Look, I'm making everything new. And it's a one-time action with a continuing result. It's going to be unveiling. It's going to be a continual renewal. Write it all down. Each word dependable, dependable and accurate. And I, I just think this is so exciting that, that for those of us who, who, want, who love renewal of old things, you know, renewal of old modalities and health given to bodies that were ravaged by disease and illness and renewal, constant renewal. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Luke 6, 21, blessed are you who weep now for you will laugh. That's why we laugh now, because he's with us now. And we can get a little heaven on earth. We can, all this we can get on earth right now if we want it. But that's exciting, isn't it? Jesus said, in my Father's house are many rooms. I go there to prepare a place for you. And that is amazing. Can you imagine the rooms? Again, an architect who's designing the, mass, the best architect in the world is designing a place with you in mind, with us in mind. Can you imagine that? If you knew that the greatest architect in the world was building a house for you in Maui, would you get excited about that, even if you've never been to Maui? You'd get excited about that, wouldn't you? And here's the greatest builder, the carpenter, who was the, the architect of the universe saying, oh, you, you have no idea. You have no idea what this is going to be like. There's a few years ago that blessed holy drink Mountain Dew came out with a commercial and it was a commercial of, of it's called Shark Riders let's take a look at this some of you might remember this commercial in these shark infested waters a team of scientists and one brave volunteer are about to find the answer to an important question is Diet Mountain Dew as much of a thrill as regular Dew? The results were clear. Diet Mountain Dew is all the Dew with none of the calories. You've seen it, people. There's heaven right there. That is heaven. That is what I'm doing. After I rest a little bit, that's what I'm doing. 
I'm hopping on the back of a few great whites, and I'm just going to go for a ride. And that is just proof that some people's heaven is other people's hell, is what that is a proof of, right? Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what, you know. I, know. I do know that creation is a part of it. It's the shadow of what is to come. So everything in creation is a shadow of what's to come, redemption. But heaven's not going to be how, how I just described it. Heaven's not going to be how John described it. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. And you know why? Because the last thing, which is the first thing, remove all other things that heaven is going to be. And this is all you need. Heaven is going to be, wait for it, God, the perfect father. I know some of you didn't have good dads. It's hard to imagine this, but imagine a a perfect dad who adopts you and brings you into his reality. You were an orphan. Now he says, "I I bought your price. I paid it, and now you're mine, and I'll take care of you. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Now we see through a glass dimly, then we will see face to face. The greatest thing about heaven is not happiness, it's not restoration or rest. The greatest thing about heaven is God. The Father is there. And one of the things about that reality is he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. Where I am. I want you to be where I am. And he said, there's going to come a day when, if you want it, that he's going to look at you and he's going to say, well done. Welcome home. Enter your master's happiness. You did it well. 